Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. It is a uh, lovely Thursday afternoon, well, almost late evening here in Phoenix, and we're beginning to push toward 100 today. It's that wonderful time of year. Anyway, again, thanks for joining me. Uh, a little bit about me real quick, and then we'll kind of launch into our show today. Uh, first time tuning into the show, I am a professional navigational consultant. My expertise is in astrology and numerology and tarot and runes and a number of other different types of oracles that I work with. I uh, have a home office and been doing the business work for many, many years, private consultations here as well as phone sessions. Um, also, I have a, a monthly column called Snake Oil. If you're not already getting my free uh, monthly newsletter, email me at VenturaSage, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com. Edge it to the free monthly newsletter mailing list, which is blind copied, so no one will ever get your email address. Uh, and uh, we send that out once a month. Uh, that's my column. And I've got a published book called Snake Oil Volume 1, which is the first four or five years of the column. And another book also available called Dirty Little Secrets that was published back in 2007. And uh, you actually can catch some of my YouTube videos that I've been doing as well. Look for my YouTube channel. Jim Ventura, you, uh, my, they're they're instructive, but a bit sarcastic as well too. But uh, they were they were really fun to do, and I'm going to pop out a few more in the next uh, year or so. Anyway, so this is our astrology show, um, and we're going to talk a bit about astrology today. This is also my uh, call-in show, which means uh, I am going to take live calls today uh, for questions, comments. Uh, I can even do a five-little mini-reading if you're wanting to uh, do that. I've got to keep them short, just because you usually get a couple of people. Uh, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll take calls in about uh, 20 minutes, about halfway through the show. So uh, just be patient if you're already hanging in the, uh, in the queue. I'll get to everybody as they, as they come in. And I'll also announce when I'm going to start taking calls, which will be about 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to probably take calls fairly early this show. Uh, but first, I want to talk about our current astrology, kind of what's going on, give you guys an update, um, and uh, we'll, we'll take that. We'll go from there. So, uh, last couple of days, the sun pushed its way into Gemini. So, we're at the, uh, the Gemini time of year. Uh, we also have a number of other planets currently in Gemini. Uh, Mercury is in Gemini, Venus is in Gemini, and Jupiter is in Gemini. Uh, so, we've got quite a bit going on with the Gemini energy. So, we'll talk a little bit about that. Mention a few other things, and like I said, then we'll, then we'll, we'll get to the phones in just a little bit. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Gemini. Now, here's the thing. I said this in other shows, and I always like to reiterate this, reiterate this point. You know, even if your son is not in Gemini, it's the thing to remember when, when we're talking about astrology. Every sign you've got somewhere in your chart. So... Of course, when people are asking what your sign is, really what they're asking is what your sun sign is, meaning where was the sun when you were born? So, you know, for most of us, um, that is certainly a big factor in, in who we are. But I always remind people that uh, your, you know, every sign is somewhere in your chart. It may or may not be occupied, meaning there may not be planets necessary in that sign when you were born, which will 
effectively kind of weak in the sign, meaning uh, not that it, you're, you're necessarily weak in the sign as much as it means that it's not going to be as strong an attribute in terms of your own chart. Because some other shows, you know, I've mentioned my sun sign is in Sagittarius, so, uh, but yet I also have three planets in Virgo, so there's a bit of Virgo in my chart. Um, and that's one of the things that you're, you're really looking at when you're, when you're checking out astrology, uh, and, and certainly whether you're studying that on your own or you're going to a professional astrologer to help you understand astrology, is hopefully a good astrologer is going to kind of tap you into where your other planets are and give you some insight. So, like I said, you know, even if you're not necessarily Gemini, you're going to have Gemini somewhere in your chart. It's going to land in a house. Sometimes they'll cross over two houses. Now, the houses of astrology, they are, you know, the, the term we use to describe the areas of life. For instance, first house is the house of ourself, our personality, who we are. Second house is the house of security, money, finances. Third house is the house of communication, knowledge, information, learning, exchanging ideas. Fourth house is the home, family, or rootedness. Fifth house is romance, risk-taking, play. Uh, uh, sixth house is work, service, health, maintenance of our body. Seventh house is marriage, partnerships, equal relationships with others. Uh, eighth house is transformation, sex, uh, personal power, shared resources with others. Ninth house is philosophy, travel, higher education, expansive ideas. Uh, tenth house is our career status in the world. Eleventh house is hopes and dreams, group associations, friendships. And twelfth house is the unconscious, the subconscious, selflessness. Twelfth uh, house will show us our, our past life bleed-throughs, our karma, um, stuff that we're working on in this life that's kind of bleeding in, so to speak, from before. Um, I'll have to explain that in a whole show someday about the twelfth house because it's very complicated, but it can be explained. So anyway, so all these signs are going to land somewhere in, in, in a house in your chart. So, uh, so again, if you're not necessarily Gemini, there's still a significance to Gemini right now because wherever Gemini is in your chart is where this is going to show up for you uh, uh, in terms of, of you know wherever the, the house of life it occupies. Now, like for me, for instance, Gemini is in my second house, which is money and finances. So uh, that's such a good, perfect example. I'll use myself as an example in this case, and then we'll talk a bit about Gemini. Um, so my money finance house is ruled by Gemini. Now, I don't have planets there, but I do have the north node of the moon, uh, which is somewhat significant. So the house, uh, Gemini rules communication, expression, knowledge, learning, um, uh, you know, sharing ideas, uh, duality at some levels. Um, it's an air sign. Uh, so it's in my second house, which is my money house. You don't have to be you don't have to be an astrologer to piece this together. I make my living by talking and by communicating. Uh, <laughs> I do one-on-one sessions with people. I uh, I do radio. I'm a writer. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my voice obviously is something that's a strong feature, whether you love it or you hate it. Uh, <laughs> it's something that's an influence. So so that's a kind of a great illustration there. Money, finance, security, stability, house comes through with Gemini. Meaning, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have a lot of different things going on there. Gemini is a mutable sign, where we're flexible and we're adaptable. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about basic Gemini. If you know where Gemini is in your chart, this is gonna make even more sense to you. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about it in terms of its transit in a second. But just to get a feel for Gemini energy and what it feels like, 
Uh, if you got Gemini prominent in your chart in any way, uh, again, it's an it's a mutable masculine air sign. So, you know, one of the things that I always kind of laugh at is a lot of astrology books will sort of talk about Gemini being the twins. And um, so sometimes when I run across Geminis that will think this too. They'll say, well, I'm kind of, I always see both sides of a situation. Sometimes people say that I'm two-faced. Um, you know, I've not seen that to be the case whatsoever. Not the part about seeing multiple sides of a situation, absolutely. The two-faced stuff, no. Uh, that, that's, that, that's really not in any way necessarily true. Um, really, actually, the, the imagery in, in a lot of cultural uh, perceptions of, of what Gemini was, is it was an image of a woman with a half-beautiful face and a half-piteous or unattractive face. And what that really, really meant was that there is a duality in all things, and Gemini is able to see this. You know, it's like that, you know, the, the proverbial, I can't wait till I get married, and then you get married, and you're like, oh, now I can see the darker side of marriage and see why single was good too. So Gemini can, can see things from, from dual perspectives, which can sometimes make it tough for them to necessarily make decisions always uh, because they've got so much data and so much information coming in. Uh, it is a mutable sign, though, so of course, where uh, if you're Gemini or you've got Gemini strong in the chart, you're often going to have a lot of different abilities and be able to multitask in a way that really would almost be surprising to other people. Uh, you know, often that, that sense of having your hands in a lot of jar is actually easier for Gemini. All mutable signs will have this attribute at some level, but especially pronounced in an air sign. You know, Sagittarius is a mutable sign and Pisces is a mutable sign as well, but one's mutable fire, one is mutable... Um, Water and then Virgo, of course, is the other mutable uh, sign, and that's Earth. In the case of, of Gemini, it's air. So air is about thought and process and communication and ideas and mental analysis and all the things that, of course, Gemini uh, is, is very, very key at. Now, every sign, of course, has its kind of positive and its negative pole. The positive pole of Gemini is I think. And anyone who is a Gemini or knows Gemini knows that Gemini usually has an opinion about a lot of things. Uh, they tend to know about a lot of different subjects and a lot of different things, and uh, and if they're not sure, they'll kind of probably check it out and look it up and and do some research on it. Uh, the negative part of Gemini, of course, and every sign has its negative. One is not worse than another. Gemini's negative is I scheme, and because Gemini's are often very smart and are able to multitask. Um, there is a little bit of a tendency sometimes Gemini has to be. Uh, I call it the, the playing the chess game and being 16 moves ahead, um, which makes them smart and sharp and able to maneuver, but sometimes they can get into trouble from uh, being a little bit mentally or verbally manipulative sometimes with other people. A very good Gemini friend, and she is funny because she doesn't even realize when she's doing it, like she's sort of conning me into, <laughs> into doing something. I'm, like, I'm not going to do it just because you're conning me. Uh, but I always know that her intentions are from a good place anyway. You know what I mean? It's just it's just sometimes hard for Gemini to see that when they're necessarily doing it. Uh, it's also a masculine sign, which really basically means the difference between a masculine sign and a feminine sign is masculine signs are more likely to be more assertive and more aggressive toward accomplishing goals, where feminine signs are more receptive, more passive, and more inclined to sort of draw it to you. Uh, um, that therein lies the difference. In fact, really, even if you're, you're a person who's dating someone or married, it's interesting to look at the, the, prime, the, primal, the prime, 
primal sun signs and, and other factors in your chart to see who's going to be more the masculine and more feminine, even in a relationship in that sense. And again, absolutely, one is not better than another. They're just two different you know sides of the coin. In fact, it's really certainly a resurgence of a lot of uh, recognition of the power of feminine energy at this point. And I am going to venture a prediction that there is a very good chance that our next president will be female, uh, certainly the next one or the one after that. Um, I think if, if Hillary Clinton runs, she will probably take it, uh, the next election. Um, I'm usually pretty good at, at predicting these things, but I don't think that one is exactly all that brilliant. I don't think there's, there's anybody else right now that could possibly run that's likable enough in that sense. Like the Republicans are going to have to work to find somebody who is, is likable uh, somewhat across the board. Uh, but anyway, but there were definitely a resurgence of the feminine. Again, Gemini, though, will, will come across as masculine in its disposition and its purpose. So... Sun is in usually in a sign for about a month. Uh, of course, Mercury is the way we think. We communicate. Mercury's also in Gemini. Venus is in Gemini. And I also mentioned that Jupiter's been in Gemini for almost a year now. Um, has a few more months, and it's going to push its way into Cancer soon. So with all this activity in Gemini, this is what's going to, how this is going to influence you guys. You know, again, depending on the house it's in, you know, if Gemini is in your marriage partnership house, that's going to be the area that you're going to be thinking a lot about. Uh, maybe doing some research, analyzing, increasing your knowledge. Uh, it's going to be more about, you know, a focus on communication. So that's what Gemini does. It really triggers your activity mentally, wherever it is necessarily uh, going and, and operating in your life. It also has that wonderful ability to kind of trigger that recognition of duality. In other words, being able to see both sides of situations in multiple angles on things. Uh, that is really the strength of Gemini as well. I know I've been pushed through my second house, my money finance house. I've been doing a lot of promotional things uh, as Gemini pushes its way through, really kind of getting myself out there. Um, and, and for anyone who's listening to the show today, benefit. Um, if you go to my website at, at jimventura.com, um, and your new clients, you'll see a promotion for $25 off your first session, and that could be, you know, obviously local here or or by phone. So uh, you can pass that along to other people or yourself, and and take advantage of that if you haven't worked with me before, and grab that up. But I've been doing a lot of promotion. Uh, Gemini push for me. So wherever Gemini is pushing for you, again, if you know an area in your chart. Um, that's going to really, really be helpful insight into why this area is really, really charged up and you're thinking a lot about it. My recommendation is if you can't afford uh, an astrologer, um, and, and, and also be selective about astrologers. Uh, I, I did a show with Shelley Overton, uh, and she's a great astrologer. I recommend her to people, and, and I'm a really good astrologer. But, you know, I, I catch this a lot that you know, people will say, oh, years ago I had my chart done, and then they come to me, and they want to have their astrology done. They say they're not sure of their birth time. And I'm always like, you had an astrologer who did your astrology chart without the birth time? Oh, that makes my astrological head spin. Uh, even though you can still do a chart without the exact time, but, I mean, like it's like half the amount of information you can get uh, with, with a birth time. So it's just funny, um, some of the astrologers out there, you know, just cause someone says there's something doesn't necessarily mean that they're good. Uh, I think that's kind of an important distinction to make, but with all this 
uh, planetary energy in Gemini. Again, this is going to be a trigger for a lot of communication, expression, information, ideas, just as a general rule for people. Uh, let me mention a few other things. I think I'm going to take my first call. Um, we'll put up the phone lines in just a few minutes here, as promised. Uh, so uh, give me about five more minutes or so, and I'll start taking callers because I see some people already jumping in. So thank you guys for waiting. Uh, also, uh, Mars is still in Taurus. Uh, we should have about, I want to say, probably about a, maybe two more weeks at best, and Mars will push its way into Gemini. And Mars is our male energy, our aggressiveness, our assertiveness. You know, for a lot of us, it's been a really strong focus on creating security for ourselves, stability, um, looking at money, financial matters, as, as Mars has pushed its way through Taurus, as it pushes its way into Gemini. Of course, it's going to also push us to open our mouths a little bit more, to become a bit more expressive, to have a bit more to say. Um, be careful, you know, as Mars pushes into Gemini, that you don't become combative. Uh, that can easily happen as Mars pushes its way into Gemini. You know, I always laugh because I, I always say that really in life, you know, 99% of the time you can get a lot more out of people in life by kindness and using um, and, and using tact, diplomacy, and, and being nice. Um, my my son is on the cusp of the seventh house and the eighth house, which means I dance between son in the seventh house is the person everyone wants to sort of marry or be friends with, <laughs> and in the eighth house is the is the control the person who pushes everybody's buttons and is a little bit of a control freak and has to influence and transform people. A little dance there. Anyone who knows me is not exactly going to be shocked at that analogy. But uh, I always laugh because I was accused a lot by my brothers and sisters and other people throughout my life of being a manipulator. Uh, you manipulate mom, you manipulate everyone. And I was always like, what are you, you know, what is that, what is that, a, is that a, a news story? Of course I do. But I, even the work that I do, when I work with people, I, I help transform the way they think about things and, and where they put their energy and what they do. But, you know, you know really, my, the, my energy toward that area is in a positive way. I want people to grow, I want them to evolve, I want them to do well, I want them to be happy. Ultimately, it's their decision and what they do, but yeah, I'm going to give you insight in that way. But I learned this a long time ago, that you can be nice and get a lot more than you can by being combative. And I notice sometimes when I'm in stores and in other places, I have to laugh when someone's arguing with a clerk or fighting about something. Uh, you know, sometimes that'll work, guys, but honestly, uh, probably not. You know, you can, often people will, will, will battle right back with you, uh, when you when you're fighting with them. And, uh, you know, kind words, being friendly, being nice, just good things to remember toward accomplishing goals. And as Mars pushes its way into Gemini, I'm going to just bring that up as a good reminder. Sometimes it ain't worth the fight and it ain't worth the battle. But another kind of positive element that you'll see with this is a lot of times it can get us to address issues and things that we may not have been willing to do. Mars, as it pushes its way into Gemini, is going to get us to be, potentially we can be combative, but it also can just get us to to uh, be more clear on on, uh, on on what we need to do and how we need to do it and give us a little bit more of a push toward, again, learning, toward knowledge, toward gathering information, in some way, in a productive capacity also. So keep that in mind. Mars will usually stay in the sign for about two months. So it's pushing its way in the next uh, about two weeks into Gemini as well. And then a lot of those planets, of course, are going to begin to push their way into Cancer. 
So you know, we'll talk a little bit about that push in, in some respects in a few minutes, um, and then I'll also cover some other plans. But I think I'm going to take uh, – I've got someone that's been waiting a little bit in the queue here, so I'm going to take my first call. Um, if you want to call in to the show, ask an astrology question, or even just ask me to pull a card or two, I could do little five-minute minis today. So uh, the call-in number here is 646-200-3966. You might need to dial a one before that, guys, and I will try. I might be able to get maybe three callers in today and still cover a little bit more about the astrology. But let's take this patient caller who's actually called in 25 minutes ago. Uh, I'm always impressed by the people that, that call in early and can kind of hang. <laughs> Definitely shows perseverance, uh, and, and I give them credit. Because a lot of times what I'll, I'll get is I'll, I'll start a show, and there'll be a whole bunch of people that jump in to call, and I'll mention that I'm not going to take calls for a half hour or so, and just people disappear right and left. Uh, I call them the, you know, I think that they're what I would call uh, reading junkies. They jump from show to show to get many readings, and not judging it. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Great, you know you can get insight from multiple angles, and and that's often a good thing. But uh, I just I just kind of laugh when when I see that some people don't have that much patience. So let's get my first patient caller here. Okay, seven seven five. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very good. Who am I chatting with? Give me first name. My name is Teresa. Teresa, you've called in before. No, this oh, no. is actually I we my girlfriend and I are actually listening to your show for the first time today and we just thought we'd listen to you. Awesome. Cool. Um did you uh did you have a question? Did you want uh have a question, comment, tell me kind of where your head is? We got a couple minutes, so the uh the doors well, okay. are open so to speak. I'm a Libra with a Libra moon and a Gemini rising, so actually this topic ah. is sort of on cue with me. I don't really know what it means. Lots of air. <laughs> Lots of air. Well, let me tell you a couple of things just off the cuff, and and then we'll maybe we'll pull a card or something for you, um, if you're okay with that. I'm uh, fine, yep. Yeah. Okay, so um, lots of Libra and obviously the Gemini rise. Now, depending on the year that you're born, your rising sign actually is incredibly significant. Really, in a lot of ways, we're almost more a rising sign in some respects than even necessarily a sun sign, especially when we're younger. It's kind of like that whole you know, run the in the thing. mouth thing. That one fits. Yeah, yeah. Because the Libra part <laughs> of you would not want to hurt a fly, but the Gemini part of you would be like, yeah, you know, you'll have occasional diarrhea of the mouth, so to speak. Uh, Libra, I've already bit, got yeah. Libra in the chart. It's going to give you some diplomacy. Uh, I've got a Libra moon also, and I always say that. The, thank God, because that makes me nice. Because my Sagittarius sun <laughs> sign, I'll say anything to anyone and not even flinch. I think that's the reason I have the body of a you know 205-pound boxer. It was safer that way because of my big mouth. Most people <laughs> will mess with you. me. But my, but my Libra side, of course, is, is my nicer side, as I like to say. So you've got a lot of Libra. You know, the positive pole of Libra is, uh, is I cooperate, and its negative is I procrastinate. Uh, no, not so, me, ever. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all, right? Uh, that's the nature of Libra. It's because you can see multiple sides of situations, and that is always going to kind of some create a little bit of that 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 ability to see see you know multiple sides of things. Sometimes it makes it a little bit harder to make decisions. I kind of call Absolutely. it sitting. Yeah, that's what can get Libra into trouble. 
Um, you know, the other thing that I find a lot with Libra energy in that way is, like, a lot of times you'll make something worse in your head, and then you'll actually do it, and you'll be like, okay, why did I make such a big deal out of it? Absolutely. In that sense. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I even, you know, I'm popping out more books now, and it's always like an ordeal in my mind, and then when I sit down with my cup of coffee, and I write, and I do it, I'm like, oh, I actually like this. Like, stop right. being so, you know, you'll put things off in that way. But on the positive side, it really certainly does give kind of a healthy um, disposition toward toward harmony in life, that Libras, you know, can ultimately be cooperative. I would say it's kind of a strong, attractive sign in that way. Um, but what we're going to see for you is because Gemini is your rise, you've got a lot of planets crossing over your ascendant now. So uh-huh. a lot of that's good, though, because you've got, you know, you've got, uh, depends how far in, Gemini is in your chart, but you've got Mercury, Venus, um, uh, uh, the Sun, and Jupiter all in Gemini. So you've got a lot of planets pushing, obviously, into the first house. And then you're going to have Mars push its way in there probably fairly soon as well, too, which really gets you to take some action. Um, a lot of it now is going to be that idea of really opening up to a sort of more of a sense of abundance, and what mm-hmm. you want in your life, that's what Venus and Jupiter are going to do. Mercury, of course, just makes you think about everything obsessively and compulsively analyze. But then Mars will be that push probably within the next couple of weeks that should actually get some action going for you in your life. So I like that. And let me tell you what I'm going to do here for you real quick, and then we'll see if you have any specific questions. So I pulled an angel card for you, Teresa. Okay. And the, it's the angel of abundance. So let me tell you what she says, and we'll pass this message on to you. And it is certainly a good one. It's very funny because I, I, I had printed up this card about two years ago, and I had gone to Las Vegas, and I had a very fun trip. Actually, I was there for three days, three nights, and it cost me nothing. I won enough money to pay for everything, so it was a free trip. And you I should have come up, up here to northern Nevada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where are you're in Reno? Oh, there you go. Yeah, actually, Reno has better mathematical odds than Vegas does. It's actually smarter <laughs> well, I'm saying, we have Lake Tahoe here. Purely from mathematical angle, it's a much better decision, by the way. But I'm laughing <laughs> because I, so what I did is I took this card and I, I posted, I put it, and I taped it to the wall of the closet so that the next person would see it who came into the room. Nice. So, yeah, Serena says, I am the angel of abundance. You will receive the money that you need, and God is in charge of how that will happen. Have faith. God is the source of all of your good. Release all your worries and cares to me, and I will bring them directly to God. The more that you surrender the situation to heaven, the more open you become. Your openness, like outstretched outstretched arms, welcomes the gifts that we bring you. When you worry, however, it closes you down. It then becomes more difficult for us to deliver your gifts. You don't notice your gifts, or you push them away. God's infinite creativity means that your financial support will come in unexpected ways. One of the reasons why you worry is because you don't know how your money will be delivered. You can release these worries by completely relying on God's wisdom and care. Notice your repetitive thoughts, feelings, and ideas. They are our way of communicating divine guidance to you. As you follow this divine direction, your supply comes to you on wings of angels without delay or reservation. The more that you can relax and trust, the faster we can deliver these gifts your way. So, you know, I think sometimes, obviously, this card can have to do with money and financial success and prosperity, but sometimes the abundance or money just means something else to someone. Sometimes it's abundance of health, happiness, love, a sense of security. All of the good above friends. would be nice. Yeah, all of the above. So <laughs> I got to say, this is definitely a good sign. And I like what I'm saying in the astrology now because uh, 
I'm getting a real intuitive hit that a lot of things are kind of moving comfortably in your direction in the next couple of weeks as Mars pushes its way in there. I'm just hearing that there's going to be some tests about patience, too, but yet that it is kind of pushing its way in, so I like it. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you for, for calling in the show. Hope we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You're welcome. You too. Bye. All right. Great call. Yes, I have not actually been up uh, to uh, to Reno ever, believe it or not, and uh, and uh, I'm definitely going to get up there soon, especially it does make more sense from a mathematical angle. I have the annoyingness of being intuitive, but also uh, that I'm uh, a uh, <laughs> I'm intuitive, but I'm also painfully mathematic in, in my disposition. A lot of Virgo in my chart, very very analytical. Um, that's why even when I gamble, I usually play video poker or things where I can get some type of an edge by using math. And we got another caller, so thank you for that call, uh, for, uh, Teresa. Sorry, I'm saying hello to someone in the chat room, Lachey M. Welcome to the show. I think I'm going to take another call. We're kind of humming along nicely here. All right, 954, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Thank you. Um, this is Pam, and I'm another Sagittarius with a Gemini rising. Ah, all right. Very good. Um, I like how everyone knows their stuff. Yeah, and um, I, I'd like you to see what you see around my finances and my health particularly. Gotcha. Okay, let's do that. Um, let me mention a little bit of basic astrology, and then we'll pull a couple of cards for you, Pam, see what's kind of going on. Um I would say the thing to remember about a, uh, Sagittarius is Sagittarius's positive pole is I understand, and its negative pole is I exaggerate. So I'm explain a little bit of that. Um, you know, I always I find it funny. Hopefully, you're handling the uh, the negative well. Uh, I'll explain that in a minute. Sometimes when I tell people with the negative of the sign, they get annoyed and say, "I don't do that." I'm always like, "Yes, you do. You just not identifying it. Uh, it's like the positive and negative Scorpio." Uh, positive is I desire, and it's negative is I suspect. Scorpios can be very suspicious in that sense, um, and that's uh, when they, I run across a Scorpio says, "Oh, I don't do that." I'm like, "Yes, you do." Uh, the the exaggerate part for Sagittarius is that you know a lot of Sagittarius are creative, a lot of Sagittarius are teachers, a lot of Sagittarius have that kind of really great storytelling ability um, to influence people at some level. So, of course, with that comes a little bit of exaggeration. Uh, a good little exaggeration makes a story a lot more interesting. But the one thing I always tell Sagittarius is sometimes even when things are bad, sometimes you'll exaggerate that too. you kind of got to be careful about that because uh, the universe can be quite literal in that respect. I know um, I do that myself when I'm I'm, I'm actually not hap- unhappy very often. But when I'm unhappy, sometimes it's almost like it's I overdo it a bit in that sense. Usually I'll pop myself out of it. The I'm, under, the I'm understanding part is actually a very strong component for Sagittarius because it gives them ability to have insight into why people may do the things that they do in a way that is, 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 very, very, is very, very powerful. Okay, so you're asking about um, money, finances, and your health primarily, right? Yes, uh-huh. unless you pick okay. up. Okay. So let's see what we got going on here. I'm going to pull a couple of um, tarot cards for you. And 
All right. So here's what we have. Um, okay. The, you know, the cards, I pulled a couple of tarot cards uh, for you, and I want to kind of read these across to everybody. So the, I, I pulled four cards, one for the past, one for the present, one for the near future, and then for a little bit further on down the line. So the Ace of Stones comes up in your past, which means that there was a – Ace of Stones can can represent a new start, a new beginning. Sometimes it's a change in career or a change in direction at some level relating to work, money, finances. It's a positive card in some respects. Um, it means that there was obviously optimism or, or some directional arrow that you took at some point in the past that you were very enthusiastic about. Um, the present, though, comes up the Mother of Cups reversed, which means two things usually. It can mean there's an influence of a difficult, overly sensitive woman around you in some ways. The other thing is, you know, I think this may have to do with the health issue as well, too. A lot of times um, Mother of Cups reversed can be like there are some uh, emotional um, uh, or psychological or ideal blocks that are, are jamming up the works in some respects that may also end up inevitably being either the, the trigger for the, the physical stuff coming up or, you know, just like sometimes it's just a feeling of being depressed or not feeling, you know, as, as good as you would ideally like to. Um, are, you, are you struggling with something specifically health-wise I now? I um, for quite a while, and there's been different diagnosis, and it's been hard mm-hmm. to narrow down. Yeah, because I, I see, you know, a couple of things that I want to say with this that I'm kind of feeling, because I feel like, obviously, this is definitely something that's been troublesome, to say the least, and I'm getting a feeling that uh, there is still some confusion about it. I'm even sort of getting, like, I think you're almost even frustrated with the, even the whole element of being diagnosed, right. that they're not yeah. really able to figure it out and mm-hmm. to piece it together. I, assume, okay. I think it's almost like you're, you know, are you using traditional medicine? Uh, yes, and then some things I've added myself, uh, home remedies, and nothing seems to really be to be working about. and and necessarily yeah. connecting with that. Because um, uh, I, I the thing that comes up in your cards next is the Eight of Stones reverse, and that kind of means two things. I think it applies to both areas. One, um, the Eight of Stones reverse means there's frustration coming up around work and practical matters. Like I always think of the Eight of Stones reverse as like that card where you feel like sometimes you're not happy with the methods or the way people are necessarily doing things and you're frustrated by them. Um, sometimes yeah. it could feel like on the extreme side like you're being scammed or, yeah. you know, someone's bullshitting you at some level. So I hate this That's card. A lot of lately. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably getting, I think you're really getting, you know, your emotional, psychological, you know, butt kicked by a lot of this. The key that you want to remember in this is you don't really want to let yourself drown in that energy. It's only temporary at this point, I think, even with the frustration around the uh, around work and around the job, because there is something good that does come out of this in the next couple of months. Yeah. You're not working at all, right? Yeah. No, um, it's not a work because, situation. It's, it's uh, other financial issues I'm trying to balance. That you're, right, that you're, you're battling with. Because there's a couple things that show up in the card. One, the Six of Wands comes up, which means that there is, is work coming up in the next couple of months um, that's actually positive. We are recognized for talent and ability. So I see something that does come to surface that is actually really good. The other thing that I'm really, really hearing um, that I think is really important is, I know this is going to sound odd right now, but I feel like you're almost studying this crap for a reason, that you'll move through it 
and you'll be able to use this to teach and to guide and inspire others in the future. But you're just like the now you're now like you're you're the artist painting the picture, but unfortunately right now you're in the picture and experiencing it's trial the, by the fire. Sort of, <laughs> what's that? It's kind of trial by fire. Yeah, I really feel it, and I know it's absolutely uh-huh. frustrating to you. But I'm telling you, you will you will come out of this kind of shining in some respects in a way. You know, the other thing I'm also hearing is. I, 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 it almost correlates that to tell me within about three month period you're gonna run across someone who's actually going to diagnose and have a solution relating to what wow. you're going through. I think it's still gonna take some time to fix it, but I keep seeing this feeling of like finally someone understands what's going on and you have a road to take to begin to solve this. So I think wow. you're on the threshold of, but I gotta no. tell you, I still what's that? I'm sorry. Um, would this be a new doctor or some new avenue that I haven't been to, or is it the same? I, you know what? I feel like I want to say it feels to me like there it's somewhat of a new avenue that you're going down, and it's going to make sense once you do it. Um, okay. I want to say within about the next two months, so I, I still think you'll be frustrated for another month or two. I don't want to BS you. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little more well, frustration, but there's a timing thing. If there's some hope, I mean, it's... Yeah, there definitely is, because I feel like I see it working, and then it's really interesting, because it it even has to do with the direction your life goes next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's holding me back for sure. Uh Yeah, you know, I had a friend of mine a couple of years ago who um, is a personal trainer, and at at mid-30s he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. I mean, nightmare, cancer. You know, mid-30s, just had a baby with his wife. Um, really a horrible, horrible scenario that he was going through. And he not only got through it and, and overcame it, but now he's completely cancer-free and healthy and now helps people who have um, – uh, he personal trains people, regular people, but also people that have gone through cancer. Wow. Was it traditional or otherwise that he, he got help? He used a bit of both, but it really in a lot of ways was somewhat the traditional that actually worked. But it had a lot to do with his own – kind of transformation that he went through. Absolutely. Amazing, so very, I'm very key. Going through cancer right now. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to stay positive. Yeah. You haven't Right, it, absolutely. There there's a cure to this. You know you know, cancer a lot of times emotion psychologically has to do with anger and hopelessness. And sure. I think you're dealing with a lot of that at this point. So I'm you're gonna move through it. And there's something that, that is on the horizon that I see that's a directional arrow for you, okay? Wow, and the money you see is going to get better as well. Yeah, that's that's going to be part of it. It'll interconnect. Yeah, and also okay. afford me a little better care in the way I right. want to go. Well, absolutely, exactly. But don't lose hope. There is still you're going to have a little couple more pushes in the next few weeks, but there's still hope ahead. Okay. Oh, so, I do appreciate thank you for that. Calling thank you. In. I enjoy your show. Absolutely, awesome. All right, cheers. All right, thank you for that call. I think, uh, oh, my other caller hung up here. Okay, so we're okay. Uh, hold on, there's somebody. I love when I'm doing a radio show and there's somebody banging at my door. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me go see if they're still there. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm not going to answer that right now. Okay, we got a few more minutes on the show. Uh all right, excellent. Thank you. Uh, thank you for both of those calls. Yeah, I really want to say um, for, for you, Pam, um, to, to keep kind of 
uh, you know, persevering with that. You know, it, it's interesting almost because cancer isn't really quite the death sentence that it was years and years ago. Uh, people heal from it. it. You know, it's amazing to look at my friend because he is just really healthy now, and he went through two rounds of heavy chemo treatment. But this is the thing. You always want to – one thing I recommend to everybody dealing with any type of health issues is a great book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It's been on the market. It's been around forever. I cannot recommend it enough. She really begins to identify the emotional and psychological issues behind um, illness. So the trick is this, guys. This is really, really key, and I think I'll do a show on this and talk about this more. Always remember this. When you have physical issues, listen, they're real. They're very real. But all illness is somewhat related to emotional, psychological states. It's all interconnected. So you can either fix the illness directly, and then that inevitably heals the emotional, psychological issue behind it. Or you can work on the emotional, psychological issue, and then the healing will occur, whether it's just naturally happening or whether you find the right healer. Or you can do the most powerful thing of all, which is to combine the two, to look at the practical details of healing and dealing with an illness, but while also at the same time um, ultimately looking at the emotional, psychological cause behind it. And when you approach it from both angles, healing will come even faster. Now, I know from my friend, um, his issue really to a large extent was he had a lot of anger toward his father and his family, not get a lot of detail about this. I always sense that about him. Um, and he had somewhat of an abusive childhood and some difficulties that he went through. But uh, he moved through that with the cancer. You know, the, his, even his family supported him, even his annoying father supported him in it. And that really changed the way that he viewed things. And he really came out stronger. And I wish and I hope for that for you, Pam, because I think that you are a teacher. And I think that you have a lot to teach, but you're still just working your way through this ordeal. So don't lose your hope. And, you know, for everybody listening, yeah, that really is something to, to remember accordingly. You know, that you don't have to ever give up hope. Uh, we, we can transform ourselves once we really get to the root and the cause behind things. And uh, even the financial stuff, I mean, most of us, can me, you know, I, I've talked about this on past shows, even for myself, the I, 2008, oh, my God, financially was brutal. 2011 was no prize either. <laughs> 2012 was somewhat better, and 2013 has definitely been better. But uh, I went through some doozy stuff. But, uh, you know, that's this push of, of Pluto and Capricorn that we're all dealing with um, in the last uh, 2008. Pluto went into Capricorn. It affected our finances. Money brought more fear into the mix. But on the positive side, you know, Capricorn teaches us how to take advantage of adversity, how to overcome it, how to uh, become stronger and work our way back up the mountain, so to speak. So there's a positive in it. It just can feel like it's taking a while to overcome a lot of those things. But I think the key is remembering that you can, though. You never want to totally, ultimately lose hope. And I think that that's something really, really to, to, to latch into. Okay, we've got a few more minutes here. Looks like the show already went through. Um, thank you uh, for all the calls. Uh, it was talk, great talking to both of you, um, and I, I wish you both the best. I will have to get up to Reno, and uh, and for my fellow Sagittarian caller, you know, you, there's always a purpose in what you're doing. Never, never forget that, and where you're going and where you're heading. So I think that's always a key thing to keep in mind. Uh, good seeing you again, Lachey M. Thank you for joining me at the show. Uh, if you actually haven't had a personal session, go check out my website, jimventura.com. We'll pass that on to other people and, uh, and, and take advantage of my introductory uh, session special. 
Um, also, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com. I'll get you added to the monthly mailing list as well. And uh, you can get a copy of any of my books, either through me or through uh, Amazon.com. In fact, I'm about three-quarters through a tarot card interpretation book. And that's going to be an awesome one, a modern one that actually works and makes sense. And I'm almost through with it, even though it's got a ton of editing, so I probably won't get it done until the end of the year. But I'm, I'm working heavily on that right now. I really want to get that out into the world. And, uh, and for fun, and just to give yourself a laugh, go to my YouTube uh, site, uh, look up Jim Ventura and check out my videos. You will get a kick out of those as well, too, if you want, if you want some humor and some good information for the day. All right. So, guys, I'm not going to be here next week, uh, but I will be here for the first and also have a very interesting interview show second week of June as well. And then we'll kick in around third or fourth week of June with another astrology update show and a chance for uh, to take a lot more live callers. This is the shows where I usually are able to take uh, more callers. So, again, I want to thank all of my callers and everyone who listened today and was catching the show in archive. Have an awesome day, guys. Keep the faith. And uh, and uh, you know and 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 talk. Get your use your Gemini energy. Get your information out there. Look things up. Poke around. Listen to what your guides are pushing at you to do. And trust it. And and go with it. All right, people. Have a uh, good one. Cheers. <laughs>